you'll see somehow the world will change for me. And yeah, it's funny. So- We're recording. Welcome, everybody, to the Tom and Topher podcast, where we explore our minds, the galaxy, the universe, and everything around us. Welcome, one and all. Boom. What's going on? What's up, dudes? What is up, my dudes? Just three mates hanging around, getting ready to podcast. All right. So, question I have for you today. Just going I'm right gonna just on hit it. it. I'm just gonna hit you with All it. All right. Okay. Where do we go when we die? Boom. I had no warning for that question. <laughs> <laughs> no setup. Okay. If you want to sit there and think about it for a second, I can preface or preface whichever you prefer um, the, the question with a slight answer, in which I believe. You don't have to give your full-fledged answer. You can give a little Costco sample. Okay. Um, so is that something you want? Go for it. Okay. So this is just something that I've heard from somebody else. I don't know who it was, but it was really good. And it was a long time ago. Okay. And it was when I was struggling with this question. Mm-hmm. Um. And it was simply, okay, so what happens when you die? Well, what happened when you were not alive? I don't know. It's impossible to think about. It's impossible. It's not really anything if you try and think about it. Right. You have no memory of it. So why would you have any memory of anything after? Because memory isn't a thing. Minds aren't a thing. Right. All you have is possibly this thing called a soul. Possibly. I'm trying to think through my answer. No, that's totally fine. I can keep going. Please do. Alright. So because this is a subject I've been pondering. <clears throat> I'll tell I'll just I'll just go out and say this. I have grown up my entire life believing that there was some place you go mm-hmm. after you die. And then um, I didn't believe that. And for a few years now, there are multiple reasons in which I do not believe you necessarily go anywhere. Um, But I'm also not at all close to the idea that there's a different place you might. A different reality or something? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Whole different reality. Um, Like I said, I didn't say this, but um, there. If there is no memory of the place that you could potentially go. That doesn't necessarily mean that there's no place your consciousness goes to. Correct. But it is an interesting idea, I think. Mm -hmm. It is interesting. 
<clears throat> hmm. So so let's start this off. You were raised Catholic. Correct. I was raised Catholic. What do they what did Catholics believe when you So um, let's see. You die, you have a final judgment, and based on your actions in life, you either go to heaven, hell, or purgatory. Well, I thought that purgatory was bef- like you could possibly go to purgatory and then be judged. Mm, I can't remember. <clears throat> I can't remember if, if purgatory comes before judgment or after. But I, from what I recall, to put it simply, <clears throat> and I could be wrong, but um, you go to purgatory because you're not bad enough to go to hell, but you're not good enough to go to heaven. So you got to be cleansed of that. So you're judged and then judged. Right. No, you're judged and then you kind of do your time in purgatory first and then you're allowed into heaven. Because I remember um, just a little bit of Hamlet talking about purgatory. Yeah. Right? I never read Hamlet. Sorry. Um, My Shakespeare is not very good. (laughs) Neither is mine, but like you were just forced, at least I was forced to read certain books in high school. Mm -hmm. I read the... Merchant of Venice, Romeo and Juliet, and Hamlet. That's it for me. Um, but his dad, he's trapped in purgatory. Okay. Hamlet's dad. Does he get released? The king or, or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, he's trying to get released, yeah. And he has to go through a certain amount of pain and suffering in hell or I think he has to go through a certain amount of like, um, trials and like pain and suffering in hell. And then there's a certain amount of time where he can roam the earth. Really? Is that right, Francisco? So, Purgatory is denotative to, as the Catholic Church uh, agrees upon, uh, a cleansing fire before they are accepted into heaven. So they're in this kind of limbo between not falling into hell and cleansing themselves to go to heaven. Yeah. I think that's what he was portraying, was this certain amount of time. So I think it was during the day he was just being tortured. And then during the night, he could walk the earth. Okay. And that's what people thought ghosts were. These souls stuck in purgatory. Souls stuck in purgatory, walking the earth. And some were evil because they were in purgatory, so they'll hurt you. But some are also not evil. Hmm. Interesting. That's weird. That's uh, I never really heard that growing up. <clears throat> um, from what I understood... You, you know, maybe I didn't, maybe I didn't read everything, but kind of what Francisco was saying, you it's like a cleansing fire. You're serving your time before you're allowed to enter. And that's why Catholics are always offering things up for the souls in purgatory. There's redemptive suffering for the souls in purgatory. So you offer up some bad situation in your life. 
you offer your suffering as like a um, hand me down. Yeah, to redeem a soul in purgatory. Kind of an interesting thought. Do you have any anything else to share about what you think? <laughs> about personally? what I think? Okay, so um, my thoughts are still <laughs> developing on that stuff, on that subject. Um, but I think that when you die, your eyes are opened completely. And I don't know what they're open to. Anything that I... I have some speculation to what that is. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think it's you... <clears throat> um, yeah, actually I'll have to think on that subject a little bit more to offer my complete thoughts on that. No, I think that's actually really interesting because I've never heard that at all before. That your eyes are completely open? Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean... It's kind of based on the assumption that... um, How I see reality, as all humans do, is that it's kind of uh, a very filtered one. You're only allowed certain input. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, though, that's just my own speculation. So let me ask you something. Um, this is as somebody like growing up in a church, as I did. Um, so in the church, they believe you die and you could either go to hell or you can go to heaven and one is eternal suffering mm-hmm. and one is... Um, kind of eternal ecstasy almost yeah and so um on earth a lot of our like pleasure and pain is just our brain Mm -hmm. and a lot of other things on this earth they don't have the same receptors as we do and we don't have the same receptors in our brain as other people or other um animals so like pain is pain and suffering is such a crazy thing so like we as humans we have our pain and suffering but also um you know a gazelle getting eaten by a lion and dying over a period of like an hour and a half that's his pain and suffering and like an ant has his pain and suffering because it gets just demolished by a kid playing on the playground yeah so like our pain and suffering is interpreted by our brains which is pretty much just um either pain or emotional trauma which a lot of the times is like life trauma Mm -hmm. so once you go to hell you're just your soul you don't have your pain receptors. Mm-hmm. You don't have really anything that you had on earth. And religion is c- pretty clear about that. Mm-hmm. So, like, in what ways do you think we would be able to interpret the pain that we're going through? 
in heaven. Or the pleasure that we're going through in heaven. Oh, okay. Are we going to be given new bodies? Like, is mm. there like, because in, in hell you're just constantly dying and being reborn, right? Or is it just, <clears throat> well, that's from what, in, what I, what I grew up learning was that, um, hell is eternal suffering and you're basically on fire the whole time, which kind of seems like a, in my opinion, seems like a dated way of viewing eternal punishment. And I don't particularly believe in hell. Um, there's some translations that say the pain will be so bad that you will literally gnash your teeth till your teeth are ground down to nothing. Mm-hmm. And that sounds like physical pain to me and like your yeah. teeth. It just sounds like an old church way of getting people to go to church every Sunday and follow the commandments. Here's what I heard just yesterday. Religion. This is from True Detective. <laughs> I, I heard this quite, quite a while ago. I love that show. I think I know but, um, the line you're about to say. But I, I just watched it recently. He says, like, uh, religion is as old as one monkey looked at the other monkey and said, look up in the sky. That big burning ball up there um, told told you to give me your dues or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's a total rough quote, but I don't know. What do you think about that? What do I think about what are your, that quote? Yeah. I mean, it's obviously a very um, uh, narrow way of looking at it. Mm-hmm. It's a really rough quote, but like, I never had it put or heard it put that way before. So, so basically, it's saying that uh, religion is just kind of made up for the gain of another primate. Some people have business minds, mm-hmm. and if you have the ability to make profit. And I think this is shown through things like uh, Scientology. Mm-hmm. If you have the ability to make profit off of something like that, there's going to be people who will do it. Yeah. And I don't think that a lot of the religions um, are very convincing. And I'm sure that a lot of the people following certain religions would agree because whatever religion you're following there's you know hundreds if not thousands that you don't follow Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of crazy according to everyone in this world right so what makes you what makes you right not you but anyone (laughs) I was just gonna say I don't don't know I don't anyone what makes anybody right yeah Hmm. So, would you classify yourself as an atheist, an agnostic, religious person? No, because I think that I think that there's like um, a lot of people who did it right. So, like, 
all we have truly is like what the world is giving us in -hmm. terms of evidence of a higher thing. Mm -hmm. So you look at like the world that we live in and visually and like emotionally and like the things that humans can do together and like, um, the world around us that we can see. And like, you know, you go out to the mountains, the ocean, you feel something, right? There's something there, like, like that awe feeling. And that, yeah. And there's also consciousness, um, on this earth. So, Mm -hmm. Who's to say that there's not elsewhere or what do you mean? Consciousness on this? I, uh, my, my point and my answer to your question is no, I'm not an atheist at yeah. all. Like I could totally believe that there's something um, going on. Yeah. I'm not either. I used to be hardcore, very militant atheist called Richard Dawkins and read, uh, Christopher Hitchens book. Um, God is not great. How religion poisons everything. Have you read of that? No. Oh, okay. Did you ever watch? I know videos? Richard Dawkins. Okay. Did my you ever... dad. My dad. Could I have it. one of those two? Thanks, friend. Oh, that one. Um. Have you tried the little something? It's a little something, dude. I have a hard time flogging this. You guys had a little something last time. I didn't. Oh. oh I brought. Sorry. I brought my own crispy boys. <laughs> uh, Sorry, I keep seeing that term in memes lately. I just can't get Francisco over it. Francisco brought his own soda as well. Yeah. Sipping on some Sprite. Sprite? How is that Sprite in a glass bottle? Hitting it with a good uh, cough syrup, you know what I'm saying? <gasps> Franny boy. That's yeah, okay. I need to get through this uh, semi religious. After death topic. It's a little rough for you. Uh, are we are we no, hitting have, it hard? I have so many. I've had these discussions with like half of my old high school friends. I know, right? Good. I have such a such a large opinion about these. But things. I've you know what? To be honest with you, I have only had these discussions when I was <clears throat> um, an atheist. I haven't had them as a non-atheist. <laughs> How do you? I've had them that? at Some every point in my life. Yeah. Because first it was with family, because I have Catholic family members and Christian family members, and I also have, like, a Buddhist family member, so Christmases were heated. Um, really? Yes. Then I had... Was the Buddhist Zen, though? Like... Occasionally, they would come. I think I remember four or five Christmases where they didn't, and that was, like, later on in my life. Yeah. And then I've had it with my friends high school friends and then I've had it with you know post um, post fairy tale life like after high school with working and everything mm-hmm. co-workers and real friends um, you know talking about the concept of their religion and their uh, you know belief in help for where we go after yeah but I don't think that we could I guess fathom the idea of of what really happens because all of this that we know is just an expectation or a hope. Right. At that point, like 
I really hope that that person that cuts me off every morning, you know, goes to hell because they're a terrible person. Mm -hmm. Or I really hope that me giving in, you know, what do they call it? They call it limosna in Spanish. It's like charity. I hope giving charity every Sunday rids me of my sins for the week. I don't know. Well, what do you oh, think tithe? about religious texts? Religious texts? Well, what do I think about them? Yeah. So, like, I don't know, just really any of them. Like, um, I think a lot especially of wisdom, the Bible. I think a lot of wisdom can be drawn from them. Yeah. There's a lot of it I don't understand, but I'm not going to throw it out because I don't understand. Do you think that after, you know, hundreds or in certain cases, thousands of years that they've been around and translated, do you think that they're, at this point, not at all what they were originally intended to say or do? I think I think in a lot of cases they have gone way off the rails and um, just because of how there are certain Bible verses and I can't uh, recall one right now for a good example, but there's a lot of Bible verses I grew up hearing, having it translated a certain way, only to hear later in life that if you go back <clears throat> and and review the Greek or Aramaic word for this, it actually means that, and therefore this whole verse really means this. Um, I think a good um, example is the um, verse uh, the meek shall inherit the earth I heard Jordan Peterson talking about this where that verse didn't sit very well with him and the reason was because the meek naturally will not inherit the earth, inherit the earth. they'll die out and <clears throat> when he looked deeper into the um, translation of it what it should have been translated as based on the, um, I don't know, the original language it was written in Greek or Aramaic. I can't remember. Um, that it roughly means that <clears throat> those who know how to use a sword, but keep it sheathed shall inherit the earth. So meaning that people that <clears throat> can do a lot of damage, but choose not to will inherit the earth. Yeah, so in the, so when I hear people say that, it kind of like I don't know. I don't really like it. Bless you. Thank you. I tried to muffle it, I'm sorry. Just sneeze, man. We're all humans here. I don't like it because it if somebody who goes up and says I believe what the Bible says and everything that the Bible says but this verse doesn't mean this, it means this. And this verse doesn't mean this, it means this. Mm -hmm. The original text, no, no, no. I'm going to pick this verse to pull out and give you the real meaning of this, mm -hmm. which, which applies to what I'm trying to talk about in this sermon today. Right. It's just like, um, makes my it's head easy spin. and it's easy to look up these things on the internet and then apply it to your sermons and be like, Oh look, I know what it really means. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, it's, it just makes me think that these, the entire text, 
unless you read it in the original language and you have an original you have the Dead Sea Scrolls right in front of you that you can read mm-hmm. all of it perfectly. You're not getting you're not getting accurate information. Yeah, the full story. And I don't know. A lot of these stories that you do get, I do think that you can milk a lot of really good um, morals and and life patterns. And, right different things from these stories. I know I have. Me too. I feel it's a really good way to have an organized community and a set like line of morals in a society I guess that isn't as connected and as developed as ours. Mm-hmm. As I'd like to think that we have a developed, you know, humane society. But back in the day, I will quote Timothy 2.12. It says, I do not permit a woman to teach or to have authority over a man. She must be silent. Guess what? Back in the day, that worked. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, who was going to work? Who was going to make the money? Who was going to rule the kingdom? Not a person with titties. You know, that's, that's just how it rolled back then. Yeah. Well... I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do know what to say to that. Okay. Um, it was very much a control factor. Religion back in the day, people were very gullible. They don't know things about life. Mm-hmm. You can say that an eclipse was a sign of the God. total God. Yeah. Total God. Um, influence or whatever you would want to call it and people would believe it you know right that's where i struggle with the bible i feel like i i have extracted a lot of wisdom the bible and and going to church in general have extracted a lot of wisdom from that from both sources although sometimes i wonder how often human minds get involved with the message is it a message from some universal intelligence that they call God mixed with human thought, like the verse you just said, Timothy 2.12? Um, because when I hear that, I just I get really confused, kind of upset sometimes. Here's right. something that I've heard that I, um, I'd like to hear your opinion on. Okay. Um. So what if all these religions are just trying to chase the same thing mm-hmm. and nobody really gets it? We okay. all feel it. Okay. And like a lot of people are denying it. And like, <clears throat> like I said, just some, just a minor example of these feelings that you get in life. Um, going out and seeing, you know, the Grand Canyon and the ocean and mm-hmm. all these cool things, the mountains, um, you get all, you, you can have these like stimulating experiences, whether that's religion or not. It's like, uh, it's something you're feeling and, right. and what if everybody's chasing 
this one thing. Nobody's really getting it necessarily right, but what if there is an energy or a God or something Mm -hmm. and, and, um, it doesn't really matter to him what exactly you believe necessarily, but that you're like pursuing and like maybe some of the most religious people that truly don't care at all about what they're doing. They're just doing religion. Maybe they'll, they're the ones who, um, will have the hardest time kind of accepting the reality of God in the end or what happens in the end or, yeah, or death in the end. But people who are open-minded and adventurous and, and pursuing, mm-hmm. they won't have such a hard time, I guess. I think that people like you just described that are only good at doing religion, um, they're really missing something great because... <clears throat> So what do you just going back? What do you what do you mean when you say do religion? Just go to church all the time, read the Bible only, only talk about God. So I can give you a good example. Okay. A Pharisee. Do you know uh, what I mean? By yeah, that? yeah. Yeah, that's what I've been. So that's that's ultra what I've heard described as my whole life. Okay. So the problem with people like that is they're missing out on <clears throat> um, the way I've heard it. Um, put before is that uh, we humans, if you were born, this is not my original idea, but we humans, if you were born, you have won the universal lottery as far as uh, nature goes. Us as an organism, having the consciousness that we do and the experiences that we do, from where we sit here on this planet, we cannot see anything else like that for miles and miles. We haven't experienced anything else like us uh, outside of this planet. So to not try to experience that to its fullest, the life, the short lifespan that they were given is a real tragedy. And to only subscribe to only live within your thought bubble and to only live your life for oh sorry to only had to burp remember too many crispy boys Um, (laughs) (laughs) don't lose don't lose your turn they're they're um spending all their energy trying to get into the next life when they're completely missing all the great experiences that can be had in this current life right now. Dude, I saw a really good meme. Please keep going though. Okay. Thanks for throwing me off. And it's very, no, I forgot uh, what I was going to say. There's going to be a lot of dead silence. You did not forget what you were going to say. I know. So what's important since we don't, it's about what you were talking about. Okay. So what is important is that we, I almost said it, we do the best that we can. Please don't burp while I'm trying to make a good point here. What is important is that we try and do the best that we can and live at our fullest potential and live the life that we want to live, that we know it will, that will make us truly happy. Well, you hope that's what people want. 
That everyone wants that. Mm. Everyone wants happiness. Okay, so every no one wants to be. No one really wants to be sad. Do you know who Boogie Two Nine Eighty Eight is? Hey brother. Do I look like someone that would know who Boogie Two Nine Eighty Eight is? Yes, if you guys haven't seen him before, yes. He does look like someone who... Okay, Boogie 2988. I'm going to give you a little background story. And I'm going to I'm gonna tell you why you're wrong. Do you know who this is? Why I'm wrong? Yeah. Why am I wrong? Do you know who this is, first off? I don't know who that is. Okay, he so... He looks like a nice guy, though. Um, oh, boy. He is, like, obviously very obese. He looks very jolly. Right? Yeah. So he talks about, and he still deals with very, very bad depression. Okay. But um, he talks about how he sometimes and definitely in his past life had no desire to live and did not care that his doctor was telling him he was killing himself with food. Okay. Okay. He kept eating, he kept doing the same thing, and he was going to die in, like, I don't know, just, like, no more than 10 years, probably. Okay. From... What do you mean his past life? From... In his past life before YouTube fame. Okay. He was extremely... You see this picture here? He was extremely big. Yeah. This is probably, like... This was when he got his... Uh, surgery is like a lap band or lap band yeah um, and this is like him looking pretty good now yeah um, he's lost a lot like look at that he's lost so, a lot of weight so it looks like he went from this was probably plus pounds a year ago down to like two the high 200s okay yeah like three so what are you saying so what I'm saying is you're, that he you're didn't want to be happy? He didn't want to be happy. He didn't want to he didn't live. Even, no, he didn't care about his own happiness even. And like, I don't, like I wish mm-hmm. I could show you some of the videos he, just, he has. Okay. He did, he was not, you know, depression is like very real. Okay. So yeah. if it's, if it's real, it is real. then there's no happiness in that person's life. And if that person has no desire to get over depression, and somebody's telling them that they're killing themselves with food, literally. Right. Then that doesn't matter to them. Okay. And they're going to keep doing that and then die. I have a rebuttal to that. Rebuttal me. Okay. So he lost the will to live because he was not achieving happiness. Why do you think he was overweight? Um... There was an injury in which he gained weight. He ended up losing a lot of it, but he became very poor. And he told this story about how he would go to this pizza place every single day because they had pay $5, like some Mountain Mike's pizza thing. Pay $5, you get buffet for hours. Yeah. So they would eat there for hours every day and um, that was their only meal Okay, is they would just eat as much as they could and so 
you know, a couple of years of that, you get really big. Correct. Um, and, so when and they weren't just eating <clears throat> that, probably they, but to follow that, the, the owner after like a couple of months said, Hey, I see you in here every day. Like, what's the deal? And he said, Hey, I'm going through a hard time. And he said, you don't need to pay me the $5 anymore. Just take the soda, take the food hmm. every day. Nice guy. How do you think that made him he feel? He was a Christian. It's a nice guy. So, <clears throat> why do people eat then? If not for uh, nutritional reasons aside, why do people eat? Pleasure. Yeah. So, right. And so, in those moments of gaining pleasure, do we not have a short amount of time where we're feeling pretty good? But that I don't think that's enough, like, reasoning to... Like, okay, so, so I could say to, I could agree with drugs. You're right. Even some drugs are like. And so when we can't achieve happiness. We find other means of getting that hit of dopamine. There is dopamine. Yes, yes. But so do that's you not feel like absolute shit? Like, right. But it is a cycle. Right after. And I'm you not eat by food. any means judging this guy. And I think that depression is crippling. And people can give you the best advice to get out of depression, like get out of bed, go to the gym, go for a walk and all that. But how are you supposed to do all those things if you are so crippled by sadness that you can't even get out of bed? The only thing that will get you out of bed is a nice deal on a cheap meal that brings you little moments of happiness because you get mouth pleasure well, was it. it happiness or was it the only meal he the could allu- have maybe it was illusion of happiness because like I, d- I doubt after a couple of years he wanted that pizza that was just all he could afford maybe <laughs> I get I like I totally agree with what you were saying right and I just thought of what I just said Okay. So <laughs> let's just leave that okay. there. I'm going to chime in here and say that you're saying he's wrong because he was chasing, you know, progression from a point that, you know, that he's saying that you don't recover from or that, that you reach that you don't want to recover from. And I think you guys are in a way agreeing with each other because you're saying that he's chasing the illusion of happiness and you're saying that he's trying to, that he was at a point where he didn't want to. And then he started moving to a point where he did want to, whatever, you know? Something got him in that doctor's office to get that surgery. Exactly. Whether it was the illusion of happiness or genuine happiness to move forward. Right. I think Or the desire well, he, to achieve happiness. He happened upon great wealth and fame through YouTube. That'll do. And that inspired him to be able to think of the idea of I don't have to die because I can afford this surgery. Mm-hmm. So another good topic. Money is not bad. Money is fuel. If you use it right. Correct. And he used money as fuel to get himself to a point of happiness. Money is gives you purchasing power. Yeah, more means of getting dopamine. Get some nice kicks. Get a nice Hell surgery. Yeah, kicks. 
You guys are so horny for kicks. (laughs) Chris knows where to hit it. (laughs) Adidas is having a 30% off 30. Hashtag not sponsored. Hashtag wish you were. Hashtag Adidas, please sponsor us. I'm going to send you our link. We are not sponsored by Adidas. We love you, Adidas. But we are not sponsored by Adidas. Drop drop in a quick quote from you guys from this book I read, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Wonderful read if you ever get it. It's pretty short. Um, He used to say, well, I have two dads. I have my best friend's dad, which was in turn eventually my dad, and my dad. His dad was by no means, like, well off, but he he was also employed and had a steady income. He was a, a government employee, if I'm not mistaken, whereas his best friend's dad was a property owner for uh, some islands of Hawaii. He had hotels. He had you know uh, tourist spots that he owned the land on. He didn't own the buildings. He owned the land where the buildings sat, right? Mm-hmm. Money was a topic of taboo at his family, but money was seen as such a nonchalant passing thing at his best friend's. They would talk about, what do you think about investing? What are your purchasing plans? This or that. Whereas his dad's house, his, his biological family, they would avoid the topic as if it was, you know, as if it was poisonous. As if it was, because his dad said always, always said that money was the root of all evil. I think the opposite. I don't think that money is the root of evil. I think money is one of the one of the starting ways to get it out of the hands, to get evil out of the hands of, like, the masses, out of the hands of... As the Bible would say, it's harder for a man of riches to pass through the gates of heaven as it is for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle. Which, in translation, to Greek Orthodox... (laughs) What are you saying? (laughs) No, this is real. This is real life. Means um, the eye of the needle was a gate, and it was a small gate, and it was hard for camels to get through that gate. So this is just something that I've heard in my churches that I've... So the eye of the needle was an actual gate somewhere that... It wasn't... It's not as... So when they say it's as hard for a rich man to get through the gates of heaven as it is for a... Than it is for a... Campbell to get through the eye of a needle. They're not literally meaning the eye of a needle because there was no such thing as needles or something like that. Maybe that's not true. I don't know. Because then where the eye of the needle could come. But the actual translation is... The gate called the eye of the needle or okay. something like that. Yeah, yeah. Needle eye or needle. See what I mean? You grow up learning something, and, and then, then some all of a sudden some dude comes out of nowhere and is like, I got, way, I got the secret. I got, I know something. I know you something don't know. you don't know. <laughs> so that's where I get confused. But... <clears throat> If you really want to make change in this world, do you think what do you think is better? Having a billion dollars to do something with or having a passion having series. having go getting some poster board from Michaels and writing something on it 
<laughs> and going out in the streets and 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 waving it around. What do you think? What do you think does more? So this is a quote from Shakespeare. Are you gonna answer my question? Yeah. Okay. With and a I'm quote gonna from Shakespeare, I'm gonna answer it with out. a quote from Shakespeare. <laughs> Poor and content is rich enough. Rich indeed. That means nothing to me. Yeah, that's that sounds like something someone rich would say to someone poor. You're fine. God damn it. <laughs> just stay God where, bless it. Just stay where you are. God bless it. Poor enough is rich in what? Poor and content is rich. Rich enough indeed. Okay. Do you know what that means? Do you hear what I'm saying to so you? So if you're happy with your Poor and content okay. is rich, okay. comma, rich enough indeed. Okay. So if you're just happy with your life, you're good. Despite if you're poor, am I stupid? Am I? Is this going over my? So head? here's 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 what I've heard from most really rich rappers and really rich actors and really just really rich people is that. Um, like you've said before, a lot of people say, you know, the golden days were back when they were in their basement, just doing what they were doing because they wanted to do it because they were having fun. What we're doing oh, right so, now yeah. in here. Right. Just doing what we're doing so a lot because of like, we're in here doing it because yeah. we're having fun. Well, I think I was referring to like... So poor and content is rich enough. Looking at ourselves right now. Right. Rich enough to so get Okay. Okay. But do you always want to be at this level? No. But once so. Don't you think you can There's enjoy- also another quote by Andy Bernard in The Office. I never watched I wish, The Office. I, I wish office. I could know the good times while I was in the good times. <laughs> wow. That's actually really good. <laughs> Do you though? Do you wish that? Would you wish that upon yourself? Because sometimes I feel like so if I were to look at my life right now from like a I'm, standpoint. Yeah. Okay. But also in a present standpoint, knowing that quote. Mm-hmm. I'm in the good times. Aww. Not just like not just because I'm young or something. Right. But like even looking at the very um, near past, right. Everything trailing behind what's happening since a certain point has been good times. And like, when I think of now, I think of good times. Right. And like, not just like right now, but you know, things Mm -hmm. are good in my life. So, so I've also heard in the Joe Rogan podcast, these are all even even him saying this when he's rich and famous and you know you said do you always want to be here Mm -hmm. he in that famous mindset still has that little thing that's like um, these are still the good times like right now yeah that's, a, like that's this is where I'm getting this yeah. all from. Right, right, this right. isn't me. These aren't my thoughts. Right. Anything that I'm saying on this, this is coming from 
pretty much that podcast. Right. I, I truly enjoy like the hustling times and mm-hmm. the hard times air quotes. <clears throat> um, cause that's when you learn the most and that's when there's like the most unknowns and, and the unknown doesn't always have to be a bad thing, you know, just because we've all had days in our life where we wake up and our life completely changes. It could be because you're, you meet someone that becomes your longtime girlfriend and that completely changes the course of your life. Or you get a job somewhere and you meet new people or you get recruited onto some cool startup or something and just completely changes the course of your life. It also could, you know, work in, in the opposite and make your life suck for a while, but, um, lost my train of thought here. Well, so I have a lot to say about that because just speaking about the good times and recognizing when you're in them, (laughs) don't laugh. Sorry. These are serious. These are serious conversations. I'm, I'm, I'm going through these crispy boys so fast. <laughs> crispy boys, dude. Anyways, so Thank recognizing you. You. when you are in the good times. I no, yeah, no, yeah. That's such a California. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no. I also have something to say about that. I don't know if I'm going to get back to it. But, okay. Um, Put a note on that. In terms of recognizing when you're in the good times, when you're in them, um, I think a lot of, so traveling, Mm -hmm. it's important to recognize that you are doing something special when you're traveling. Special dates, holidays, I think, are really special. And you should, you know, recognize that you're, the potential to remember a lot of awesome things, Mm -hmm. a lot of memories can be made. Right. And a lot of those dates and things I think are wasted by a lot of people by negative, you know, um, negative feelings towards them. Like they're just stupid and a waste of money and a corporate, corporate, uh, to get your money. Right. But, I don't know. talking about Valentine's Day? I'm talking about all of them. I'm talking about all of them. I'm Especially when you have a girlfriend, dude. What? Valentine's Day? a lot Day? of holidays when you have a girlfriend. There I is a lot. I didn't realize how many yeah. holidays there were. Fortunately, I have a girlfriend that doesn't expect um, big, fancy gifts, so that's cool. I mean... What? It's really... Uh, I mean, that's really. But lucky for her, I. Well, damn it. <laughs> lucky, lucky for her, I, I enjoy going to buy gifts. I think it's fun. I'm definitely a gift giver. I'm the gift that keeps on giving. No, I mean, I definitely um, have a really cool girlfriend in, tor- in terms of that too. Yeah, she's really nice. Cool. I mean. I like I said I love 
taking time and recognizing certain holidays. Yeah, it just it's a good way to show your appreciation for them existing in your life. And well, like that I said, is, it's also <clears throat> memories to be made. Right. And it doesn't have to be something big. It's just like. And that's where good fun re- dinner. That's how good out. relationships are built. Is with good, good memories. Um, and that's why they're so hard when they end. Is that when they do end, you start replaying those. Those are like the first thing that your mind likes to play. It's all the good stuff. But um, to my first point, that's how a strong relationship is built. Is with good experiences because there's excitement and there's things that you can share and cherish together um yeah whether it's having a nice dinner at Applebee's <laughs> or like I said going out and I don't like Applebee's by like the way reminiscing. looking at a we're not sponsored by Applebee's I hate Applebee's I would still looking like at a cool scenery that you went out on a hike to go check out. It's oh, like I love going hiking. out and seeing a cool sunset mm-hmm. on a beach. It's like you get that feeling that I talked about. Yeah. You're and you're sharing that cool feeling with somebody. Yeah. Did you just say that? What? Did no. you just say that? Okay. I did not. Okay. <laughs> cool. That's some So where do we go when we die? Freaking Chuck E. Cheese, Tommy. I wish I could tell you. So you're circling back to that question now. <laughs> that Now that I'm three crispy boys deep. Mm. Sprite. I only talk about my intake. Don't worry. Never mind. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Oh, boy. Well, um, personally, I want to believe the whole reincarnation. Um, Re- reincarnation is fun to think about because yeah. if you're really fucking up, it's like, <laughs> well, I might get a, I might get a do over. <laughs> I'll just try again next time. But I mean, I just, I don't. Know, I wish it was like some way for us to, because okay, there have been studies and, and like tests on like a, a dying body on putting them on a on a to the millionth of the weight, you could see some weight lifting out of them, right? Mm-hmm. When they die? Yeah. So, it's chopped 21 up to grams. be the soul. Right. It's chopped up to be the soul. Okay. Or, it could be gases flowing out of their ass, for all we know. Like, that's where I'm like, I want to believe. I want to say that my soul leaves my body mm-hmm. and goes on to another place. So, your soul weighs something. Yes. Well, there's definitely <laughs> some type of energy transfer. Exactly. If there is. Which is a completely scientific thing to say. But you also shit yourself when you die. Yes. Do and you? also there's blood movement. You didn't there's know that? South Park taught us that. Did you South know Park that? South Park did too. Uh, I like South Park, but it's not a show I watch a lot. Uh. Did you ever play Dead Island? Dead, Dead Island also like showed that. You shit when you die? Mm-hmm. Well, your body functions stop moving because it shoots it out. Mm. Did you know Where do you think it goes? Did you know that? It just stops. Okay. Am I going to be able to talk here in a minute? <laughs> no, Tommy. Fine. I'll keep the factoid to myself. No, please share. I want to hear. Are you sure? Yeah, please share. I do want to hear. <clears throat> Sometimes on the slab, <laughs> men can get... <laughs> 
Men can get erections. Wait, on the what? The slab. It's called rigor mortis. Oh, when they die. In the morgue. I've never heard of that. Yep. You know what else is kind of cool? I'm going to ask my dad you know about that because he lives... <clears throat> he lives in a morgue. <laughs> I want to meet your dad. He works. <laughs> he works in a funeral home. Does he really? Yeah. Um, I wish he lived in a funeral home. He'd be a vampire. Here's another kind of crazy thing. <laughs> my dad is pretty much a vampire. Is he really? Well, he works in a Well, I mean, home. not, not, uh, I don't think he's actually a vampire, but does he like work at night? What are night? you doing, Francisco? There was like a screeching noise on the headset. I just, I just to want s- you to know you are it. very distracting. Uh, don't look at me. Put it back on. What if there's a screeching noise being recorded right now? No, it, mm, I doubt it. It would show on the sound. We're having technical difficulties right now. All right. But anyway, it. here's another factoid. Bodies while dead can sit up. Give me this. Did you not breathe? Him? Him? Keep talking, Chris. Did you not breathe this boy about what we talked about? <laughs> 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 it's only coming out of the left ear now. Is it? Yeah. Oh my god. All right. Forget it. Forget it. Okay. Anyway, sometimes bodies can sit upright while dead. No. Yep. Says who? Says the dude that handled all the, uh, when I was taking anatomy and physiology, we'd work on cadavers. Mm-hmm. The dude would had all these cool stories. So like cadavers in, don't do that because they've been long I mean, dead. It's, it's obviously <laughs> so, nerves, right? but like freshly dead. I think it has something to do with rigor mortis. Could be wrong. So though. what is rigor mortis? Uh, let's Google that. Because I don't want to sound stupid. I've heard that so many times in my life, and I've just neglected to... As far as I know, it is the uh, I don't tightening even know. of the muscles. I don't even know how to body. spell it. Rigor more. R-I-G-A-M-O-R-T-I-S. Wow. Was I right? Yeah. It's a Ken- <laughs> well. Guess what? The first result I got was a Kendrick Lamar song. Oh yeah, dude, that's like it's a good song. <laughs> what is rigor mortis and how long does it last? Rigor- Once the contracting of all the body's muscles has taken place, this state of rigor, technically referred to as the rigid state, normally lasts anything from eight to twelve hours. After the after which the t- after which time the body is completely stiff. This fixed state lasts for up to another 18 hours. Yo. That's wild. Yep. So up to 18 hours, you can have muscle clamps? Yep. Okay. That's what they call body a stiff. Maybe. Maybe. So. I'm so afraid of being wrong on this. Because it's going down in history forever. And there's trolls. No. And they might get me. What did we talk about, Christopher? (laughs) (laughs) You were wrong on this date. It's okay to be wrong. Because once they correct us, we're right. Yeah. Guess what? I'm human. And if I'm wrong, and you troll me, I'll get on the next episode, and not only make fun of you, but then correct you. Your IP address. Yeah. And we'll come. (laughs) (laughs) What's that called? What's that called? Swatting? In video games, yeah. yeah, we'll fucking do that. Have you we'll seen swat that? the shit have you out seen of you. Those? Yeah, people. Some of like, my favorite swatters have 
sorry, some of my favorite <laughs> YouTubers have been swatted. Really? Yeah, like White Boy Seven Street. Have you heard of him? I'm not a YouTube person. Okay, well, I really liked me getting into the YouTube thing was music videos mm-hmm. back in the day. So like 2007. I mean, I watch YouTube a lot. I just don't watch YouTubers a lot. Okay, but then video games. <sighs> okay. When you want to know how Sorry. to do something, you yeah. look it up on YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, programming. And then you find the... Well, yeah, so. Math, and then you find the favorite people that know a lot of cool stuff about the things that you're looking yeah. up. I did, so, I did go on YouTube a lot for Fallout 4. Yeah, so like you find your favorite ones and those become your YouTube YouTubers. Some of those YouTubers, they twitch on stream and they get swatted and it's horrible and yes. it like can ruin their lives for months and sometimes mm-hmm. years and and sometimes they'll lose the family dog and sometimes wow. they will there's a um, video where the dog find is shot. something in the house that they weren't looking for they get in trouble for you like know marijuana or something yeah like drugs in a, mm-hmm. in a non-legal state or something like that yeah marijuana dumb screw that Screw, hecka screw that, dude. I feel like if it was a mess up by the SWAT team, that, you know, they should get... They shouldn't shoot your dog. Well, they shouldn't... Okay, we weren't supposed to be here, so we didn't see anything. Uh, In regards to marijuana or methamphetamine or meth lab that they have in their house that they weren't supposed (laughs) to... Like, is that <laughs> where, where do they draw the line? Uh, the cops we're, like we're guys. They like find like we weren't even line. supposed to be here. <laughs> we shouldn't even see this right now. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it's not even his time yet. No. Well, let me ask you this. Can you ask me the same question again? No. I'm gonna ask you something a little deeper, that I'm clearly but dodging. a little less, <laughs> a little less deep. Okay. Wait. A little deeper, but a little less deep. Yeah. Okay. So it sounds like this is going in and out. Oh, it's going in. Is and this out a right sexual here. reference? You're the one referencing. I'm so horny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, ghosts. Real, fake, go. Ooh. Hmm. Define ghosts. <laughs> okay, so some sort of consciousness that is in that exists between our realm and another that walk the earth somehow. A metaphysical consciousness. Because I at have this point never it's seen a ghost. No? Yeah. Me neither. A ghost in that definition. I really wish you had. I really wish you had a story. I By went. what other de- definition would you have seen one? Huh? By what other definition would you have seen one? You say by that de- definition as if you have experienced something paranormal. Here's something that's the closest thing that I've ever experienced to anything like that. So, one day I'm riding to my friend's house. Okay. And I jump on my bike off a curb and literally my bike wheel just goes out from under the 
attachment mm-hmm. and and just my wheel just flies off and I go face first into the pavement and fuck that hurts I got knocked out and I didn't realize I was knocked out until like a few hours afterwards I was like I got knocked out so like you got up and kept going and then realized no. later or you were knocked well, out so here's what happened up hours later I woke up to somebody waking me up okay and I went they went like hey little bud you need to get out of the road and I was like, what? And they were like, hey, little bud, you need to get out of the road. Who says little bud? It was so weird. And it was just like, almost like a dream. Oh. Like somebody kept telling me over, but it was right where I was. Mm-hmm. And then um, I swear they just left. That is kind of weird. But like they just completely left and I don't know if I woke up again or I fell asleep and I woke up, but I woke up again mm-hmm. or fell asleep and woke up. Right. So I, I actually woke up mm-hmm. um, and I rode my way to my friends and I just told him that I fell. And later on, I realized that there was a person who woke me up and left. And I didn't think about it until later on. It was so weird. Mm-hmm. It was such a weird thing. But that's like the closest thing I've ever felt to like. There was somebody that I was around that wasn't like a real person, you know? Yeah. And you hear a lot of those stories. Very dreamlike. Right. You hear a lot of those stories by very <clears throat> credible, normal people that don't just make shit up. And you're one of those. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to have a talking. <laughs> uh, my input on here, uh, my mother has had her heart stopped twice. Um, one time she one time it was during labor with my little brother which I only found out a couple months ago um, and then one time during uh, eye surgery when she was 14 years old uh, in Mexico in a really jaded hospital um, she recalls which is why um, this who said it about like, the body floating oh the podcast we were just watching um, she recalls the experience of having her heart stop as her going out of her body into nothing mm-hmm. and going from a state of everything is fine to there's things I need to do. I can't leave my children unfed for weeks. I can't leave my husband with my kids because right. he'll let him be dirty. Like she went through this whole mom state in her head. And she says that it's because of that that she, like, lived into her body. Um, And her family has a history of heart conditions. Her sister, her heart stops randomly during the day. It just stops beating and Mm -hmm. goes... So she goes into states of, like... Mm -hmm. um, What's the word? Uh, Fast breathing. Hyperventilation. Hyperventilation. um, When her heart stops because she gasps for air, but nothing's moving, right? Uh, my mom probably has the same thing, but has not been to a doctor in years. She chalks up the out-of-body experience to the fact why 
when she's home alone, she'll be having conversations in her head with other voices chiming in. Mm-hmm. Whether she's at her house or cooking at someone else's house, it's the same voice every time, as if she's being followed. So. Good voices, bad voices? Uh, she says that it helps her be, be a better mother. Hmm. And I don't know if that's just her consciousness, like her subconsciousness, giving her advice to leave as a good mother. Like, if, when she does die, she doesn't have those regrets in her head. Mm-hmm. So she wants to teach my dad how to do things. She wants to make sure we know how to do things. She wants to make sure that we know how to do things. That way we are, you know, able to sustain ourselves if she were to leave abruptly. Right. So that's my thinking. But she's convinced that there's someone helping her through her life and helping her through being a mother. It's fucking scary for me. Like, I don't want to walk up and hit a wall of someone standing behind my mom. Right. But personally, uh, I've never had any, like, metaphysical experiences. Well, I just want to clear up that I in no way assume that that was not a person who was just walking along the streets who came up to me. Yeah. Did you see the person? But there's people in your life who are people, and there's people in your life who uh, made you feel like that, and that's the only time that that has ever happened to me. Mm -hmm. So, like, I don't know. I've had a lot of weird experiences, some of which I'm not going to share on the podcast, but... I also saw another true detective quote. Boom. About to hit you with it. What a wonderful show that was. Yeah. So, there's so many things that I hear after watching it a couple times that I never heard the first time I watched it. Yeah. One of the things was, um, he's talking about, like, when you die, what happens, um... Matthew McConaughey and he says he lays out like a bunch of pictures or something that he was looking through in the filing cabinets of one of the cases he was working on and there's just a bunch of dead people laid out on a table just sorry dead pictures of people laying out on a table mm-hmm. he said that like um he realized that like there's this thing that happens when somebody dies where they just have this m- moment the millisecond before they die of release and you can see it on their face mm-hmm. you know like there's just that release at the end where nothing matters at all and they're about to just, you know, go on into something else. And I don't know, that feeling of, like, floating or whatever. All their worries of this world are no longer. Yeah. Because there's a lot. That when you realize they're all going to go away. All your debt. All your... If you're in debt. All your debt all your relationship problems, all your responsibility, it's all gone now. And you're going to go into this new unknown or just darkness. Some sort of... I don't know. What do you think? 
<laughs> Not really want to hear. To quote my favorite movie, which is The Fountain, I think death is the road to awe. I think you experience, like, unending universal love. So, like, here's something that I was thinking earlier. When you're born, you're born into a state of, like, just uselessness almost. Yeah. Like, you're completely dependent. You're almost a parasite. Yeah. I mean, uh, babies most, are cute. I don't most to... other species aren't like that, but, mm-hmm. like, humans are born into a state of uselessness. And that's because we have to get out of our mothers before our heads are too big to be able to fit outside of our mothers. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. Some For some reason, I just f- see some parallel of the uselessness when we're born and the uselessness before we're born. You think that prior to being born, let's just say our soul was useless? Well, even before we're a conscious thing. We're just some type of clean slate. We form into a conscious thing, slowly. Hmm. Over a few days, probably. Like, we go from having just a few cells to, you know, a few weeks later having some sort of consciousness to where we can move something. Right. A beating heart. You're talking about in utero? Yeah. So like, I mean, I say a few days, but in, but that's just in the time span of, of, uh, the universe. Like it's just a couple, it's just a couple days. Surely time. Like, it's not even a year for a baby to develop. Yeah. Nine months for a human baby to develop fully. And Pretty amazing things. Like, yeah, we're useless and we would die if we were just born and then left there. But <clears throat> the function of everything that we have is pretty amazing. What's funny is the, the movie Benjamin Button, how it like makes the paradox of the uselessness when you're alive for the first time. Mm-hmm. And when you're about to die. What was the paradox? I mean, just um, the similarities oh. is what I mean. Okay. The parallel? Yeah. Different parallel. <laughs> <laughs> the parachute between <laughs> both Stop of Stop it. <laughs> you're ruining the English language. So the parallel between... Going out, the paraplegic between. So the periscope between <laughs> birth and death. <laughs> Anything else? Any other para words you would yeah, like to parrot. share? The I'm glad you're hooked on phonics, but we'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you're useless when you're born, and you're useless when you die. As, a, as if you live a full life. Man, what's going to happen when we can transfer consciousness into a machine that does not take significantly longer to break down? And then once it does, we can just transfer it into a new machine. Have you seen Altered Carbon? Of course I have. 
Do I look like a guy that hasn't seen Walter <laughs> Carmen? <laughs> yeah, we get new sleeves. Yeah. If we got enough money, money is power. If we got enough money, we can have like a cool sleeve. Would you want that? Like the main character's sleeve. Or Would his original body was cool too. Would you want to like live for thousands of years and I think I would want well <clears throat> well the all I keep saying well. Wool anyway. All the experiences I want to have seems to span over multiple lifetimes, average human lifetimes. So yeah, I would like to live a few thousand years. And then when I feel like I have experienced everything and I have gained my the maximum capacity of wisdom. Do you feel like you've experienced this lifetime? Because, like, in my opinion, we're at a, like, crazy pace right now to where different generations are all experiencing a different world. So, like, 10 years from now, that person is experiencing a whole different world from the person who was born 10 years after them. Based on the rate of um, technological advancement? Yeah, and so 10 years from now, I can't imagine. I cannot even imagine 10 years from now. And so... Yeah, just so 20 years before now, it was 100 years from now that we were thinking things were going to be crazy. Yeah. We had pre no cell phones like that were even close to capable of what they're doing now. Mm-hmm. Social media was not a thing. Like Elon Musk said in 1995, or, or like this uh, documentary on Elon Musk said in 1995 that a few years before that, people, people thought of the internet as a trend. Wow. So... And then think of the early days of the internet, which you probably don't remember. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you, you remember. Yeah. So do you remember dial up? I do because I lived in the forest out in Colfax. Okay. So you remember that, how agonizing it was to load any type of picture or video? Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine how somebody could look at that and be like, this is not going to (laughs) work. Yeah. This is a trend. This is the worst to deal with. I remember downloading these games on the internet from um, Mm boomerang.com. This was probably 2002, 2003. Boomerang.com. Some Bugs Bunny game. (laughs) It was probably like a few megabytes. It took hours to download. Mm-hmm. Hours for a few megabytes. And I sat here and downloaded Skyrim in under an hour. Just yeah. on some... Like, we don't have the greatest internet here. Mm-hmm. It's insane. It's insane. I remember <clears throat> downloading music if we wanted to download a full album. I remember my brother just... He would pick a bunch of songs he wanted to download and, like the Kazaa days, the Napster days and stuff like that. He'd pick a bunch of songs he wanted to download and he would just let them sit on the computer all day long and then just enjoy them the next day when they started, <laughs> when the when the downloads started to finish one by one. 
Um, because that's how long, however many megabytes a song is, would take. That's insane. Yeah. Um, Ridiculous. It's like so Telstra ovens. You what was I talking about that led up to the technology? Uh, oh, 10 years from now, people in like 10 years oh, yeah. will so, experience a completely different life than we are right now. Yeah. So can you think of virtual reality 10 years from now? It's going to be insane. I think it'll be just I in think the last be, few months. You've seen it go from just a just a little idea to where you could I don't know hook up your PlayStation and go play Skyrim to this just in a few months this whole new realm of yeah I think of gaming and the next thirty years are going to be. Exciting for Fallout. Exciting for Fallout. Exciting if you don't like the life you're living, you can just download, you can purchase a new life. You know what really hit me? And realize it in virtual reality. What? Like uh, watching all these virtual reality videos is how you described the simulation theory. Did you watch The Matrix? No. But... I'm really sad. I'm really saddened at myself for not watching that, but I'm also saddened that I'm unaware of this whole theory that Dude, just the Matrix Google. presented well, we're to done these here. kids. You gotta Google it. Does he look it's, like I'm so foreign. The Matrix? Yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm shocked. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, no, he doesn't look like he'd put on leather and a stupid dad glasses, but I yeah, might. Cool back then, you would know. JP from They actually were not Grandma's cool back boy. Then because people try to dress like that and they were freaking dorks. JP from Grandma's Boy? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> that is a great example. Adios turd nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> He's building that stupid game. You got him. He has, a, he has like 12 screens surrounding him. <laughs> what were we talking about? We were just talking about the future and like. We were just bullshitting. Us, you know. Welcome to the Tom Dover podcast. Anyways, boys. I got work in the morning. Well, it's been an hour and 20, so. I don't see why we shouldn't wrap it up. Yeah. Let's wrap it up. It's been a good podcast. We yeah. totally just free-balled it, if you will. We did, but it was a good one. It was deep. It was a good, deep, free ball. We should revisit this subject. Which one? <laughs> the, the, the overarching region. subject. Because I do have a lot of other things the to say The looming about. subject. Oh, yeah. Yes. But um, we will revisit it. We will. Do you know when? When? He's like, no, I don't know either. <laughs> no, I do know when. He does know. Um, October. Spooktacular. Spooky, spooky skeleton. Aliens, ghosts, zombies, paranormal activities. Frankenstein, Van Helsing, Dracula. Oh, yeah. We will have a <clears throat> Halloween podcast, yes? Yes. Yeah, or... Let's or do it. around Halloween, whenever you guys we can, can do, do a that. multi-part 
podcast. We could just dedicate October to spooky subjects. I wish I, I wish I did not say that. I wish you went farther with that than you did. That was like too far down the weird spectrum to be. No, I liked it, and I want that to continue. Mm-hmm. You better continue it. Tom said so. Cool. Did you guys know that there was a Van Helsing anime? I did not. And Let's I did it at that. I do not list. ever want to talk about anime on this podcast. <sighs> We are not those types of people. Do you watch anime? A good friend of mine showed me some (laughs) anime, and I have talked shit about anime for most of my life. Okay, which one was it? Let me guess. I'm going to go for Attack on Titan or One Punch Man. Mm, Something the Fist. He was like a One Punch Man. (laughs) It was One Punch Man, wasn't it? No, it was like... Uh, something of the fist. He punches somebody, and then their body like explodes. Jojo? He punches him once, and they die. Yeah. Everyone. I think he punches them in a certain spot, though. Like the legend of the fist or the fury fist. It was a really depressing. You know extremely de- well. Anime to me is extremely depressing. <laughs> Here's why. Did you? But did you like it? I liked the other one I watched. I liked much better. Akira. Have you guys ever seen that? And I... Hey. Hey. I'll let all you listeners know. I don't watch anime. Okay? <laughs> but the animation quality... The animation quality in Akira was top-notch. And uh, I've never seen anything like it. God bless him. And I bet you've never heard anything like the wrapping up of the Tom and Topher podcast. Ooh. Why do we have to end it on anime? <laughs> I don't, I, like, I tried try, to stop can we try and, and I tried to stop you, but it didn't work. It did not work. Can I we said, try and talk about something else? Let's talk about your cats. <laughs> guns. Can we talk about your cats? Okay, Bruce yeah. and Bane, they're precious little beasts. Yeah. A couple of big boys, they enjoy some crispy boys. I've been pouring out from under the table. No. Sorry. <laughs> I had a whole segment in my head that I wanted to close this out okay. with. And y'all have ruined it. Alright, well, thank you for attending the Tom and Topher podcast. Please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, not Facebook yet, Instagram, <laughs> at Tom and Topher. We have what pending? Kickstarter. Kickstarter and... Facebook and we have still yet to go to the observatory in which we really want to do. Yeah, we promised that a while ago. And also want to have a space podcast on in which we know a little bit more of what we're talking about. Also guests. When do we have an Andrew on? I get, all I gotta do is just fire off the question. That'd be awesome, dude. Yeah. It's got a lot to talk about. I think that we should compile our questions, mm-hmm. invite him, get as many questions as possible from social media slash anybody else who wants to hear from Andrew, mm-hmm. like at the store, maybe. I don't yeah. Know. And um, have a nice little... Podcast. A little chit chat. Nice, nice little. Maybe we could talk about some of the things that we talked about on the um, 
like the AI podcast, Ooh, get some answers, things. get some things. Get some, got a lot to say about that. Yeah, I bet. Okay. I'm already getting sparks flying. Let's do it. <clears throat> All right. Let's well, start pounding the, the keyboard. Thanks, everyone. God bless you for attending. God bless you. Angels watch over you all night long. And if you have any questions about any of the topics that we covered in this podcast, you know where to reach us. (laughs) What the fuck did you just do? You know where to reach us. Tom and Topher at Twitter.com. We got Tom and Topher at Instagram again. So long, everyone. You can also email us. We have a Gmail, Tom and Topher at gmail.com. Papa bless. Thank <laughs> you.